This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and you're tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show I'm joined this week by my buddy Randy Winkler. Hey Tony, how, you how doing? are you? I'm great. You? Fourth of July, Independence Day. Yep. Happy uh, yeah, Independence Day. Good it's stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Don't, don't don't lose any fingers. No, I, I stay far away from uh, uh, any of any fireworks. I do the uh, like I like to kick back in the folding chair and you know enjoy it, but not not participate in it. My family's got a tradition. They go they all go down to the lakefront on the third with a bunch of friends, and they've been doing this forever. And I like fireworks, but I do not like crowds. So I. Uh, it's been decades since I participated in that because it's all the, you know, getting there in the middle of the day and parking two miles away. I do not enjoy that part. And I can look at my window and say, oh, pretty. <laughs> and without having to worry about parking or traffic or crowds. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Uh, the July, a lot of people don't know this, but when I grew up in, in Milwaukee, there's a group called the Milwaukee Community Sailing Center. And they had in the inner city in the parks what they call pram prams in the park and my parents put me in there so I learned how to sail at a very young age and I ended up working for the community sailing center so they're right down on lakefront where they do the fireworks and we would sit down there you know when we were closed after work and watch it on there just I mean I think they said like a million people come down there yeah. it's, it's crazy and then we get out in our safety boat and we watch all the uh, maybe a little intoxicated people at the <laughs> boat launch trying to no. get their boats out yeah so it was Kind of, kind of a wild experience, but I had a friend who said he would go out on his boat every year, and they would have to have all these sorts of buckets ready because of the flaming stuff falling on the boat. It's like, wow, I never thought about that. If you're underneath the fireworks, it could be dangerous. Yeah, so. yeah, that's uh, you know, kind of a wild time. But it's neat down there too. If you're on a boat, they have that. If you've ever paid attention on the on the lakefront, for I know folks tune into this podcast all over, <laughs> and we're talking local stuff here but in a marina there's that metal i forget what they call it, but it's kind of a rip wall and the sound as it rips past that it makes oh. this really wild sound as hmm. the sound gets cut yeah it's really probably neat. those whistling ones really yeah sound awesome yeah there. yeah pretty intense but i want to talk a little bit this week randy just kind of about our country's federal debt you know it, it's something we kind of just went through and, and in essence kicked the can down the road when it comes to this debt ceiling business but uh, on many levels, our, our country, if you think about your personal credit card, I think maybe it's the American way, I mean, America theme, right, this week. with the, But it seems to be the American way to spend more than you have, max out the credit cards. And, and in essence, it's kind of the government's taking a clue and is doing the same thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to help with your credit card, you have a, you have a limit that uh, they're going to let you know when you've gone past it. And occasionally you can go in, and I had to do this recently, and say, hey, I'd like to request a limit. And they take a look at your numbers and say, okay, yep, we're going to give you an extra X amount of dollars. Similar to what the government does with the with the debt ceiling, except the weird thing is, is they're determining their own limit. Can you imagine if the credit card companies would let you do that? Like, oh, I got a $10,000 limit, but I'd really like it to be 100000 so I can spend more money. And oh, 100000 wasn't enough. I need 250000 you can see where that's going. That's that's not going to have a successful conclusion. Yeah, that's for sure. But this debt trajectory, I mean, when you think about where the debt's going, where it's been, I did a little bit of research this week, and over the last few decades, it's really soared. If we go all the way back to 2004, national debt was about $7.5 trillion. Trillion's still a big number. Wow. That's with the T. 
Um, only a decade later, 2013, it doubled to $16 trillion. Another 10 years passes by, 2023, and we're at $32 trillion. You know, and if you divide that $32 trillion by all the tax-paying Americans, we each owe about $250,000. That's a big name. Imagine getting that bill in the mail. Yeah, I would not want to open that one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. How do you even get your mind around that? But something even more frightening, if simple math tells us this pace of doubling continues every 10 years or so, debt could go up to $64 trillion by 2033. And if that date kind of rings a bell in your mind that, and you pay attention to your Social Security statements, 2033 is also the same year when the Social Security system is set to not have enough you know, money to fund each dollar that they owe. And if you think about that, kind of lining up with the federal debt, that could be pretty, pretty substantial, right? And and also in 2031, Medicare is set to be insolvent. So some big stuff coming up that, that is expensive programs. And, and it's something that folks have to think about because, you know, we do have this mounting debt and something has to give here. Yeah, and it's not just the debt, it's the interest on the debt. Even if they stopped all spending completely right now, they've still got this giant hole that we need, need to dig out of. And as interest rates go up with inflation, so the debt becomes more expensive. So yeah, some, something's gonna have to be done. You just can't keep kicking the can down the road forever. But a lot of the options are not going to be popular with people. Well, and that's a reality, right? There really is a critical choice that we have to look at. I mean, if you think about the options, in a sense, we have to pick our poison, right? Our government could cut spending, and that sounds reasonable, right? Simple. But here's the catch. Social Security, Medicare benefits make up a significant chunk of the government's expenses. So if we cut spending on these programs, it could mean a reduction in your benefits, you've been counting on that you would have to ask yourself you know can i make up the difference with my own retirement savings second option might be to increase taxes now let, let's talk about that for a moment and, and who would bear the brunt of that i know the politicians talk about only taxing the rich and the ultra wealthy but i'm a bit skeptical my guess is a lot of people would feel the impact of that down the line and if you think randy most americans you know, their wealth is in those IRAs, 401ks, these pre-tax retirement accounts. And those are great when you were working because you paid tax on less income if you were putting money into it. Challenges, they've grown a lot. And every dollar that comes out is taxable. And if you don't need it and you wait to take out your required minimum distributions, for most people that's going to be between ages 73 and 75, you know, that's all taxable. And if you have a big account, you might have six figures of taxable income you're forced to take out whether you need it or want it or not. Mm -hmm. and, and that's probably one of the biggest pieces that I see missing from folks' retirement plan is just a lack of any sensibility or planning for those taxes. Yeah, the general rule that you always heard from for years and years and years is, you know, defer taxation while you're working because you'll be in a, you'll have a lower income in retirement and you probably will but you won't necessarily be in a lower income tax bracket. That's the challenge. The brackets are gonna be going up at the uh, end of 2025 when the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act sunsets. We know they're going up. Some of the things we're talking about here with this massive debt, taxes are probably gonna to have to go up even further. So it may be time to take a look at it and say, well, maybe that old you know, wisdom doesn't really apply as much as it used to. And, or if we've been living by that for 20, 30, 40 years, maybe we need to take action on that before things get really out of control and maybe prepay some of those taxes at the known low rates as opposed to having to deal with them later at the unknown but potentially much higher rates. 
Yeah, I think that unknown is the scary part. And But one part when it comes to taxes, we do know they are going up in 2026. There's no doubt about that. You know, we know rates are going up. And, and a lot of people just haven't planned for that. That was one of the parts of the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act. The way it was written is at sunset. So everything goes back to the way it was in January 2026. So rates are on the rise. But that could mean for a three-year period here, 23, 24, and 25, you have an opportunity, assuming they don't change it sooner, you have the opportunity to maybe take advantage, especially if you're in some of these lower tax brackets in early retirement. You have an opportunity to do that. And timing is critical. It really makes a difference. We have a great new client, Randy, that just joined us kind of towards the end of last year. And I had a meeting with her a couple of weeks ago. And one of her comments, and, my, and I had a lot of empathy, my heart went out to her. But she said, you know, Tony, I didn't meet you till this stage in life, and I'm already, you know, kind of starting my RMDs. She's in her second year of RMDs. And she said, you know, boy, I wish I knew about this tax stuff. She said, for so many years in early retirement, I was in a really low bracket, and there's things I could have done, but my previous advisor never brought it up. Yeah, I've, I've met with people, and you always have to kind of tread carefully here, but they've said very proudly, I haven't paid any taxes since I've retired. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe that's not the, the, the smartest way to go about it. Maybe we want to pay them at the low rate because you're going to pay them. There's a big bill coming. And to try and kind of tiptoe around that and show them. And sometimes there's this look on the face like, oh, my gosh, I have this massive tax time bomb that's waiting for me. And I've all of those years I was so happy to not pay taxes are opportunities lost. Well, and that's, I think, with some of these tools we have nowadays, we can really look at what's your potential tax liability, not just this year. But what's our tax liability over the next 20, 30, 40 years in retirement? You know, what if we just take our RMDs and other taxable income source? The nice part with these tools is we can look at them side by side. And we can say, okay, if we live to the age of 90, you know, here's our tax liability, right? Versus, hey, what if we decide we're going to control when and how we're taxed and we decide to start to take some of that out now at these lower rates? What would that look like over that 30-year period? Could we potentially pay a smaller tax bill? And Randy, it's not uncommon for us to have a couple that we can save six figures in federal tax. That, that's not some type of weird creditor. That's actual money that doesn't have to get sent in to Uncle Sam. And, and I mean, just imagine, I mean, what could you do with six figures mm -hmm. in your retirement? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. And we've seen seven figures and, and, and beyond. So it's, uh, it's something that a lot of people don't factor in because... In our industry, you can't. I like to say because a lot of people that we meet with new families will go, "Why didn't my advisor talk to me about this?" Like, well, you can't dip your toe into tax planning. You've got to jump in and be in swimming in the deep end, you know, studying tax law, keeping up to date on the changes, doing training. We have our Fridays where we get together and talk about different strategies, sharing you know the different brains. It's something that you're either all in or you're all out. So it's very common for people to say, "Well, I have a tax question for my advisor," and he says, "Well, go talk to your CPA." which is a good start, but a lot of time those CPAs, they're doing tax prep and they're looking out the rearview mirror. They're thinking, how can I save you money this year? Well, if we're doing some sort of a Roth conversion or tax planning strategy, we may cost you more money this year, but save you hundreds or millions of dollars in the future because we paid the taxes at a rate of our choosing at a time of our choosing when, when rates are low. And that's one of the things that if you think about you know, I think the ultra wealthy are kind of known for tax planning and tax savings. And it, if you think about that, one of the techniques they do is they really control how and when they're, they're paying taxes. 
And and that's something I think sometimes we hear about tax strategies and we think, well, boy, I'm just an average everyday American. I worked hard. I put money. I did what I was supposed to do. I put money aside. But that doesn't apply to me. But oftentimes it does. There's lots of great tax strategies for just folks like us, just average everyday Americans uh, where, where you can really save money. And, and I can just see the headlines now, Randy. Imagine, you know, in 2026, I'm going to be sitting there in one of these national you know, news organizations going to have a dramatic headline about the ultra wealthy take advantage of lower rates before the tax code changed. And you're sitting there with your hands in your pockets. And well, oh, man, why didn't I do that? Well, you can. But now's the time before the rates go up that that can be really advantageous to take advantage of some of these strategies. Yeah, and I think this could be even more advantageous if you don't have a high income. I met with some people not that long ago, and they actually had a negative income. Wow. So their income was so low in retirement with the standard deduction, it brought them under zero. They could do about a $25,000 Roth conversion without paying any taxes whatsoever. That was even to get them up to the 10% bracket. So for some people, even in the absolute lowest or even below the lowest tax bracket, there's some real opportunities. So I think it's something that everybody should probably take a look at and see if it makes sense. Yeah, really important to do that because the tax strategies can really add to that that longevity. I know a lot of people are wondering, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? And that is one of the many ways you can start to address that question. It's simple, right? It sounds complicated. Tax strategies always sound complicated. And I don't know, I geek out on this yes, stuff. Me I, too. <laughs> I love the tax strategies, but simple, right? If I'm taking money out of my retirement savings and I don't have to send as much to Uncle Sam, I don't have to take as much out of my accounts, my money lasts longer. It's a pretty simple equation, right? So if we can reduce that part that goes away that you don't get to spend, then that leaves more for you to spend. We don't have to take out as much. Or even sometimes you could do more then. You can spend more because less is going to Uncle Sam. That's a pretty good equation. Um, Randy, what are some of the other things? I know you you sit down with a lot of great you know families in retirement. What are some of the other things you're hearing right now? A lot of questions lately have been about Social Security. So it kind of goes through waves, and for a while people were talking about, is it going to be around? But lately it's a lot of people talking about strategies. Uh, there's there's a, a, a large number of the population that have pensions, like teachers and, and the like, they have um, the option for an accelerated pension. So they've got a higher pension to age 62, and then it drops down, thinking you take Social Security at that point to even out to smooth out the income. Well, that, that could work, and it's a, a, probably a good plan if you're not getting advice. But if you are getting advice, we can take a look at, well, what if we don't start Social Security at 62? We draw from the portfolio to bridge the gap, and then we look at 66, 68, 70, you know, depending on the individual situation, to, to get the most out of Social Security. So that's been a really um, a big area that I found that a lot of people have come in with questions, with current concerns about income dropping off. You know, am I going to um, outlive my money? You know, there's the kind of the, the guaranteed portion of Social Security. So fact, and it seems kind of overwhelming. It can be kind of complicated, but I think we can make it a lot simpler. And we've got some nice tools to show how to maximize the benefit there and, and factor in all of the different lifestyles and life expectancy and those kinds of things as well. And, and I think, Randy, you know, it feels like so much, I think, in retirement is out of our, you know, we can't control what the government spends, right? But you know, you can't control the debt limit, tax rates, but there are some things you can control. Risk is one of them. We talk about it a lot, having a safe and a risk bucket that really can solve that retirement income, some of that sequence of return risk, some of that concern that people have about losing money in retirement. Taxes, you know, we're talking about they can be strategized. You can do forward planning. Lots of great ways to do that. And, and I think the biggest thing, though, folks can do is take proactive steps towards your future. 
Avoid the temptation to delay planning or hope that everything's just going to fall into place. Be proactive. Take charge of your financial future. Create a plan where you can deal with some of this. I think being complacent can really be your enemy in retirement. There are retirement strategies that can help you face these challenges head on. We're certainly here to help. If you don't do it with us, do it with someone Sticking your head in the sand here is not a great strategy. I had an old friend, Randy, who was a radio host for us for years, and, and he said when you stick your head in the sand, you expose a very large target. <laughs> so we, like don't, we don't want that to happen, folks. The, the, these can be daunting, scary things, but there's some great ways to solve for them, which we'd sure love to help. You've been tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.